Welcome to the Health Fix Podcast, where health junkies get their weekly fix of tips, tools, and techniques to have limitless energy, sharp minds, and fit physiques for life. Hey, health junkies. On this episode of the Health Fix Podcast, I'm interviewing Ann Tom, the founder of Ann Tom Fitness. Now, she's working alongside her husband, Anub Azak, and they're both going to be on this podcast where they talk about helping women with weight loss and really using their background as ER nurses to bring up their extensive knowledge of anatomy, physiology, and hormones which they apply in their approach to weight loss, otherwise known as metabolic mastery method. So we're gonna go into that. We're gonna talk and get very real on weight loss and what it takes. So this is a fun podcast. Let's get on with it. Hey, health junkies. I have Anne and Anoop on today, and we're going to be talking about their metabolic mastery method some other things too, like, mm, I don't know, weight loss and getting our bodies in shape and feeling good about ourselves, because isn't that the ultimate goal here? So, Anne and Anoop, welcome to the Health Fix podcast. Thank you, Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited to chat because, of course, you know, this podcast is going to be coming out in the beginning of the year when folks are all kind of thinking like, hmm, is this the year? I'm not even going to go there on resolutions. I'm just going to be like, is this the year that I get my body in shape? Is this the year that by my birthday, I have X, Y, or Z going on? And so it's it's timely. And of course, with any podcast, I always start out asking folks, how did you all get into deciding that metabolism, helping folks lose weight was your jam? Sure. Um, is it okay if I give you like a little bit of a background? Because Absolutely. Book- yeah, sure. Okay. So, you know, we started this when um, at a midst of COVID, when everything was shutting down, that's when we actually started this method to help more people because we felt like that is the time period then that most people needed more help when it comes to their health and fitness than ever. So one of the reasons why we started, but another thing would be is that I want to let, I like to take you back like 12 years or 15 years, like mm-hmm. before, like in, in your know, past in early, early in time. Um, I vividly remember like this one night, I went to bed so hungry, right? Thinking that, you know, it's just a 12 hour fast, right? I can break it the next day for the breakfast. And waking up, I realized it was an unintended 18 hour fast. I was like, shoot, I thought I can eat my breakfast, but I have to wait until lunch. And, you know, I was living with my mom at that time period and she cooks the most amazing South Indian food and no one can say no to it, right? So I was like really anticipating for uh, to eat that beautiful lunch that she cooks on a daily. Uh, but at lunch, you know, I cried, not because of the joy, you know, that I get to eat all this food, but because my stomach really hurt, you know? One thing I want to tell you that is that this was the third time I was visiting the emergency department for gastritis flare-up. And just keep this in mind that I was only 20 years at that point, right? And my doctor came in and said, you know what, Anne, this has been going on for such a long time. And now it's not a gastritis anymore. It has developed into an ulcer. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I didn't really know what this ulcer was, right? But I was, it, it felt like um, a, a, a word, like ulcer. Oh, that sounds gross, like, right? <laughs> I was so scared and like frozen. I can't even feel that in my nerves at this moment, right? I questioned myself, what I have, have I done to myself all these years, right? I couldn't really believe like I was doing this to myself. And two months later, he put me on pantoprazole. So if um, if anyone doesn't know who, what pantoprazole is, it is like an, another ulcer medication. I really felt better because duh, you're on medication right now, right? <laughs> but I went into the ER again. 
not for asthma flare-up this time, but this time around it was for, um, sorry, gastritis flare-up. This was for an asthma flare-up this time around. So my doctor was like, hey, Anne, you're back again. What's going on? You know, we've been looking uh, to do your lung capacity test for the past few months. And we have the reports now and you have a very terrible lung capacity at 22 years old. Okay. Because, oh. yeah, one thing I want to tell you is that I was so inactive at that point And I was also starving myself to death by not eating any food because I was constantly worried about me getting fat, right? Because we have the societal pressure of having a tummy that that should look like a flat cardboard board, right? Or we always compare ourselves to these beautiful models that we see on Instagram and, and internet. So I was really wanting to have that kind of a tummy. So the only thing I could do to myself to get there was actually starving myself to death. So uh, another thing was that I, I really remember this, like climbing stairs was a big task for me. I could not like run up the stairs, you know, like a 20 year old can, right? I always felt like, like an 80 year old, even I was looking like a 20 year old. Um, I'm giggling at this moment, but that time was really not something that I, you know, wanted at that point in my life. And I was a dancer. I could not dance anymore because of my bad lung capacity. And I passed out during one of the performances um, oh, wow. on, stage, on stage. And the doctor said, you know, you cannot do a lot of activity at this moment. You really need to improve your cardiovascular capacity if you want to do something like this. And I remember going back home that day, looking at my reflection in the mirror and thinking, who, are, who is this person? I cannot really look at her anymore. You know, she looks so frail. She looks not confident. I really felt like I can't even ever date a man ever, right? Like no one wants to date me ever. One of the reasons why I thought Janine was also because I was diagnosed with PCOS, which is mm. polycystic ovarian syndrome. And I had multiple cysts on my ovaries. They called a chocolate cyst or whatever. The only chocolate I know is that the chocolate that you eat, right? <laughs> so I had these chocolate cysts and the doctor said, and conceiving is not something that you can think of, okay? You need to go on birth control pills, you know, all those hormonal things and stuff like that. So I really felt like my heart was so pounding when the doctor said these words. And like, uh, it was literally a very bad experience. I don't even want to talk about it. It's really making me nauseous at this point, like really going back and thinking about the things that I felt back then. Fast forward 12 years, I met this amazing guy sitting right next to me at the moment. <laughs> He was really eager to date me, but I didn't really feel worthy. I felt not confident. I felt I am not worthy to date a man because, you know, who wants to date someone who cannot give them kids, right? And I looked and felt terrible. The funny part, though, is Janine, is that he also felt the same about himself. He was a really thin man. <laughs> so he had a lot of body um, image issues as well. So we were both in this together. So um, at that point, we were both nurses. So we worked in the emergency department and we have a health record working for over 10 years in the ER and critical care units. We had a fairly great understanding of human physiology and, and how everything works, but that was not really enough for the weight loss perspective, right? Because all we knew is eat less, exercise more, you lose weight, right? right. That was a strategy we were using. And we did a lot of trial and errors and things like that. And finally, we decided to let's go get certified. Let's really, you know, jump into this, dive deep and figure out what exactly is keeping us, us stuck. So we went and went ahead and got certified as nutritionists. 
as trainers and hormonal experts. Um, I'm on my way to getting certified as holistic hormonal health practitioner because I'm really passionate about that at this point. Um, and then we discovered this metabolic mastery method, what we call right now. And it's a way where you can technically eat whatever you want, right? And lose weight at the same time, right? Today, we are happily married. We have two beautiful kids, which once doctor said I could never have. Just imagine like learning to enjoy eat, to eat food guilt-free, right? Breaking free from that reward punishment cycle that we put ourselves into. That freedom you give yourself is like unmatchable to anything else. Like you have to truly experience it to, to really know what it feels like. From there, it's not going back. You're not going to go back to that starvation anymore. So now what we do is we guide women all over the world through this incredible journey, what we call the metabolic mastery method, so that they can finally get in shape, right? Lose that belly pooch, gain more strength, play with their kids, run up and down the stairs how many other times they want without going on fat diets or spending hours in the gym. So that's what got us started to start this coaching. <laughs> so, so incredible. So incredible. You know, I think your story is so common in terms of how women are feeling. And especially we add the weight, not feeling confident with ourselves on top of the whole concept of, oh, and now I have PCOS. Mm -hmm. And and I, I mean, gosh, I work in the hormone industry myself, and, and it's probably one out of every three women that come in are dealing with those kind of things. And you know, I have to have to say that it seems, and, and I'd love to hear from your experience, that once you get the, the metabolism down, the PCOS doesn't seem to be a factor anymore. Is that kind of what you guys experienced as well? Um, yeah, exactly. Because one of the things that food does to your body is like really mess up with your the way the insulin processes, right? How we, you know, digest sugar and things like that. So that is one of the things that starvation, like not, you know, doing all the kinds of diet can really do to yourself without you really knowing about it, right? Most of people going through PCOS doesn't really know this piece, right? Mm -hmm. And they keep doing you know, diets after diets, like keto and this and that and so many other things because society asks them to do it or internet says their friend does it and it worked for them, right? And they think, sit there and think, oh my God, I tried everything else that I can, but I'm still stuck, right? Mm -hmm. And they don't understand that metabolism is like, is like, like engine, right? Mm -hmm. For a car. That's how it works for a body. Without it, you're nothing, right? You're not going to lose anything or you're not going to gain anything. So I feel like that's where this piece comes into play and why this is so important that, you know, knowledge around the concept of improving your metabolism is not, is not there yet. So hopefully we can, you know, experts like us can get that word out there so that more people get to know it and, and, and they can ditch the diets. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I saw on your guys' website that you had a lot of women that were were showing their before and afters and on very restricted calorie diets and then having more calories in and, and really the, the difference in the body composition then. And I think a lot of people, you know, unfortunately, the fasting concept has been really pumped into us for us to think that if we fast, that's going to be the magical way to lose weight. But as you've noticed, and, and <laughs> I see Anup going, no, I want to hear his opinion too uh, here uh, soon. <laughs> I mean, it's, 
it's 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 like really misinformation like uh, most of them when they go on diet or when they go on like fasting routine they don't they, they don't read that uh, like the literature behind that enough they don't read the science behind that enough and uh, they just jump into it because like uh, they see hey their their friend ha- my friend have seen uh, this many pounds of uh, within a month uh, and uh, yeah they they're doing amazing like in 6 months they lost uh, 20 pounds 30 pounds or even more and uh, they look amazing they feel amazing and all those stuff but like they, they that's not the whole picture uh, like what happened uh, one year after that they don't really look into it and uh, whenever they start on a diet or intermittent uh, fasting or whatever they don't stick for the rest of their life it's just for a couple months or maybe like a year uh, and at that point they're like so fed up of that process they stop doing it and what happens when they stop doing it it's like uh, the the whole weight whatever they lost it just comes back with a vengeance it's it, it just so crazy like why would you i was like why would you do something uh, knowing that that's going to come back like Uh, if the weight is going to come back why would you do something uh, like you, why would you go through such a hardship such such restrictive things uh, to just lose some some weight off for just such a short duration of time and then after when when you stop doing it it just within few months or even less than a month that weight will come back even sometimes even more like i i, I couldn't like it's i have heard so much stories about some of my, our clients they have done so much dieting in the past and uh, they lo- they lost a lot of weight but uh, and they had to do so much restrictive and still they lo- gained back all those weight within like one or two months of them stop doing it so knowing that why would you start doing something uh, uh, something of that sort it's just like really really like frustrating for for me um and um, i can imagine their um, how how they would feel as well uh, when they are doing all those that's why we were like uh, whenever we start a program uh, we um, we start with the metabolic mastery because the, uh, working up your metabolism is so important uh, like learning to eat what you love is so important otherwise you won't be able to do that for the rest of your life mhm now and mentioned southeast indian food and how how glorious it is to partake in that and and so you know a lot of people will be thinking like you know there's so much cultural right connection to our foods but there's also connection to like ooh that is the best food out there and and a lot of people if we restrict from that you know it tends to to lead us towards when we get it right thanksgiving holidays birthdays we binge and then yeah. sometimes that just keeps going so a lot of people might be thinking okay and in a noop You say I can eat whatever I want and and I don't have to restrict. What do I need to learn about myself? What's the catch here to help me to be able to eat delicious Southeast Indian food or any type of food like pizzas and burgers that I love but not end up back in a cycle of okay, today was my quote cheat day and tomorrow is back to starving myself. Give us give us the story. um one thing i would say is that you know when we say you can eat whatever you want and and lose weight there is no catch in it okay let's let's be very real about it because because it's so good to be true you know when we say this people say oh and that is so good to be true i don't think that's even possible 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this, uh, you know, we got this information from one of the biggest, you might have heard about this book. It's called The Glucose Revolution. And I, I looked into this book a lot because, you know, I had, again, insulin resistance on my own and I really struggled. I was really, um, didn't know what I was doing when back then. And, and this book also, and with so many other books, gave us a lot of information. But one piece we took from that is that the way you eat the food, Right. I mean, the way we the way we eat the food in certain orders, in certain groups really makes us and makes an impact in the way your food absorbs, digest and also process. Right. The way it releases glucose into your bloodstream tells us a lot about how fast the glucose is going to be released, which again leads to the fat deposition down the road. Right. How slow this is. So the emptying process. Right. Is what we are talking about when we say you can eat whatever you want. So as long as you eat the food in the right order, um, you know, especially when you have insulin resistance and things like that, even if you don't, just knowing how to eat the food in the right order is going to be that secret code that you're looking for, right? Where you can eat whatever you want, but then gain result at the same time. And Anoop here is a nutritionist, and I know that he he works with one-on-one with our clients when it comes to the nutrition part of things. He yeah. might be able to give more information on like how we can implement this, if you can, you know, maybe give an example so, or something. So uh, as an example, yeah. I would say, say like uh, uh, if you want to eat a really high sugary food, like a donut or, or a cake or pastry or something like that um, I would say the best time you can eat that is uh, either just before your workout or uh, ideally uh, within 30 minutes after your workout so basically if you're eating after your workout within 30 minutes you have bunch you have burned a bunch of calories doing your workout so that's kind of the best way uh, you can kind of replenish it without kind of depositing that depositing that as fat uh, it, it's basically your your muscles and uh, your body is basically using up that calories because you already spend that um, and uh, it's basically replenishing it rather than uh, converting it and depositing as fat. So uh, that's what I, I tell most of my clients. Like if, if that that's something you really want to have, like if you want to have a, a, a donut or something like that, if you, if you can uh, get um, like want to have that every single day, that's kind of the best way to you can still have that food. You can still enjoy that food without hurting yourself. Okay, so timing is timing a factor. Is really important. Timing yes. is very important. Timing is really important. Also, like um like how you pair your food uh say like we always hear the phrase uh, an apple is days um like really healthy it keeps the doctor away all those things I'm, I'm i'm not saying that apple is not healthy it is really healthy or most of the fruits are really healthy um but um like when you consider a fruit a fruit is considered as a simple carb it doesn't matter what fruit it is it is considered as a simple carb so whenever you eat a simple carb what happens is it, it's basically get digested really really fast in your body and then when that happens uh it just get converted to sugar in your blood and uh, whenever that's called when, when what we say uh, sugar spike so whenever you get a sugar spike no matter how big or small it is uh, a portion of that is going to get converted as uh, fat because your body doesn't need that much sugar all of a sudden unless you're like uh, using that right away unless you're working out or unless you're going for a, running for a marathon or something like that you don't need that uh, so a portion of, even though small a portion of that is going to get deposited as fat so uh, a, a better way would be like uh, you can eat the same apple but uh, just pair it with a, 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 a 
protein source. That way, uh, that food, uh, instead of a simple carb that converts to a complex food, um, uh, protein takes a longer time to digest. So there are a couple of things happening. So um, you're eating the same, uh, say like for as an example, if you're eating a slice of an apple or an apple, you can ha- uh, eat some nuts with it or dip it with uh, uh, some peanut butter or nut butter. That nut is actually protein. It, ha- it got some uh, fat as well. And uh, when you're eating that, uh, first thing is it's more satiating. So you're going to feel more fuller. Um, and uh, so you won't feel hungry or cravings after. And another thing is that about that sugar spike, because it takes longer time for that food to digest, uh, you're, going, you're not going to get a, as a heavy as a, a sugar spike compared to eating just that apple. So basically you're eating same food or even more food, but without getting that sugar spike and uh, without getting that fat deposition. Gotcha. Gotcha. So we're pairing things, which, you know, makes perfect sense. Back in the day when I would do a lot of nutrition counseling, it was always like I'd always have my little demo of where I was like, you got your fruit here and you got like your other thing here. They have to go together. They can't be left alone. Makes sense. Makes sense. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of people are grabbing like a banana on the way out to work. Right. And they're they're drinking their coffee with their banana you know, as they're driving into work. And, you know, that kind of stuff is easily um, a thing. Or I think for a lot of women, we're we're on the go and skipping things. So we're just grabbing something. And unfortunately, you know, maybe you guys can speak a little to this. A lot of moms will tend to grab whatever their kids didn't eat, right? So the leftovers of the things there. Do you guys work with that often? Do you talk about the little snacks and things that can be problematic? Yeah, like... uh... I see that most of the women, uh, especially when they're working, they don't get time to eat breakfast. And uh, either it's like, like you said, it's usually uh, a banana or whatever they can grab and, and, and a coffee. Uh, that's what and they eat it while driving or in the car. Um, and uh, basically, when, you, when you're considering it's a coffee and a, a, a banana, that's both, both simple carb, both just sugar basically um so you you uh, even though you're not eating much food a portion of that is again depositing as fat so what i, I usually tell, tell them is that um like same thing like have a, a, a sandwich if possible like it, it just takes a couple minutes to to make um and you can have munch it when you're driving um or, or um, on the go that's pretty easy uh, to make and easy to eat otherwise if, even if you don't have time for that um what i would say uh, is like have a mason jar full of nuts a mixed bag of nuts uh, in your car or at your workplace or uh, in a ziploc bag that's just so easy it's, it's there it doesn't get spoiled um it's just easy and gr- easy to grab and eat that's it, it keeps you more fuller. Uh, um, it doesn't uh, give you that uh, fat deposition that's going to happen. And it, it like when you're considering when you f- most of them skip breakfast because they don't have time. Mm-hmm. But like breakfast is one of the uh, important meal of the day uh, because it is supposed to give you the uh, energy for the rest of the day. And like um, I say like 70% of the women that, that works with us usually skip their breakfast mainly because they don't have time. And I'm like, how much time do you really need to uh, make a breakfast that like maybe wake up five minutes early and make a toast with some peanut butter or like a scrambled egg or, or something like that. It, it just takes like five minutes. And even if you don't have that time, you can most of the time these foods, you can make it a, a night before and then heat it up in the morning and eat. Uh, and that was like uh, a peanut butter sandwich is so good that like basically that's uh, two slices and some peanut butter on it that would be closer to 300 350 calories uh that's pretty more than enough for most of the people and uh you can just 
have it like pack it and uh, eat it while at work or in your car it, it's just that easy you can even make it in a batch uh, if you don't re- don't really have the time and that's a really good breakfast rather than uh, skipping a breakfast um it's i also want to mention one thing that you mentioned about you know moms having difficulty to like you know eating whatever they see <laughs> eating leftovers and i'm a mom myself i have a 3 year old i also have a 10 month old so it's really difficult if you ask me to really stay fit and all that when you have two kids yes um all the time it is easy for me to grab a oreo cookie than making a peanut butter sandwich for myself or making making a smoothie for myself it's 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 a little bit of extra work but what i would say janine is that if you really want to reach your goals you have to be intentional sometimes right mm-hmm. you can always not like ignore the fact that you know oh i'm a mom right now i have my kids i have snacks i have everything that's the difference between a kid and an adult right kids do not have that kind of um, complex brain whatever they have to to figure that out but we do right so that we can be intentional with what we put in our body and we can be a little bit of a guidance or like a role model to our kids as well right um to show them that so that they can be healthy when they grow up so if there are any moms that are listening to this podcast the biggest tip i have for you is being intentional prepare yourself just take 5 minutes at the end of the day to really think what are you going to eat tomorrow if snacking is a big issue for you how can you prepare yourself maybe put some um nuts in a ziplock bag or something and throw it in your car throw it in your purse right make it available make it so easy that you cannot really pass it mm-hmm. you, know, you cannot really make an excuse that it's not available so that i think would be the biggest tip and literally changed my weight loss journey especially after having kids um is is that i thought i should add that there as well since you mentioned about huge. it huge because so many moms yeah i mean it, it is it is common that i will hear that you know i don't have time for snacks i'm too busy so i'll eat what my kids what i brought for my kids snacks and you know we know how that turns out now one of the things that you guys have mentioned and and this is something that i hear from a lot of folks when we're you know let's let's say the gamut of metabolic and and weight loss and and all these things you're mentioning peanut butter and 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 bread right and a lot of people are like i could never yeah. eat peanut butter and bread i am going to gain 20 billion pounds if i eat those things mm-hmm. and and ultimately you know it, it boils down to the the protein and carb balance correct with those and and same with the nuts i know a lot of people myself included i i probably am part squirrel um i could live off of nuts all the time but i know a lot of people will talk about portion yeah. and things of that nature how do you help folks navigate portions and and really understanding like how much is realistic amount and and really the signals their body's giving them that like hey that's enough yeah um one of the biggest things that we do with our clients and this is especially this is uh, like personally what i do as well because being a mom two kids i don't really have any time to count calories or anything if if someone asked me to count calories to you know whatever i'm like no it's not for me it's not going to work for me but what has worked for me the best and i've lost all my pregnancy weight in just by just 5 months postpartum both the times and i did not count my calories let me let me tell you that and there's a way that you can do this is that you know this is available both in US Canada or wherever you're listening from there is something called the plate guidelines right um if you search on the internet it will come as US plate guidelines or Canada plate guidelines or whatever so this is going to tell you exactly what your plate should look like 
right? So if you take a plate, half of your plate has to be like greens and colorful vegetables, right? And then the palm of it or the fist of it should be your protein. A thump portion of it should be your fat, right? So there is, even though you're not counting any calories, you can still like eyeball things by, you know, half of my plate is green. How easy or how difficult is that? When you look at the plate and putting some greens for half, half, half of the plate and one third of your plate being protein, how difficult is that? That protein come, can come from any protein source. It doesn't have to be boiled chicken, right? <laughs> it can be like anything. You can put whatever seasonings you want in it. The thing is that like you're really pairing that with you know, thing that things that are going to take time to digest. So it doesn't matter how hard you season or how light you season, the calories that comes from the seasoning is not going to really make or break anything. I'm a South Indian, so I like mm -hmm. my food to be like spice heavy. Like I mm -hmm. love it that way. I don't like bland food, right? <laughs> and this is what I do. As long as you follow the regular plate guidelines, and it's pretty simple. It's very simple. Do not overcomplicate it it guys it's not required okay if you're not cannot really count calories and things like that just follow the plate guidelines that's it that's all you need at least that would be a starting point for you right mm -hmm. and then when you feel like okay i'm more consistent with this right now okay let me start with maybe a little bit of calorie counting to really see where am i at you know when you're a little bit more serious about your weight loss goals but if just the calorie counting part and really thinking the portion control part is stopping you from taking that first initial step, you don't have to feel scared, right? Because you can always start with the more thing like a thumb of a thumb size of fat, right? One third of, um, of protein, half a plate of green vegetables. It can be a mix of green and colorful vegetables, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Easy. I mean, easy, easy to do. And I think for a lot of people... You know, we kind of have seen these things over time. I think where we end up, and, and I think this is unfortunately possibly cultural, we come to just not trust ourselves mm -hmm. with food anymore. Do you find that? Do you find you guys do a lot of coaching around food trust, as I call it? Oh, yes, yes. It's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like most of them, they're like really scared of food. Yeah. And like they, they uh, like, they're mostly really scared of carbs. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they like some of them. They don't really want to eat carbs, uh, and then they start on like uh, keto diet. Keto diet is like one of the favorites that uh, most of people go because um, like they they, they want them really scared of carbs. So basically, it's like really low um, uh, carb uh, with a little bit of protein and a lot more of fat. And uh, yeah, like uh, once they start doing it, they, they see uh, fat loss happening like really, really fast. But um, again, uh, that's kind of a diet, like diet that you're following. And I really hate following a diet because like main thing, you're not going to do it for the rest of your life. Whenever you start doing something, just think about, are you going to do this for the rest of your life? Are you comfortable doing that? And if your answer is no, just don't start doing it because like, if, if if you don't, if you can't, if you're, if that diet doesn't let you eat your, your, your food, uh, most of the time you're not gonna continue that forever and uh that's that's the main problem with it and when you're if you're reading more into keto diet like most of the uh, uh literature would tell you not to do it for more than six months because like because of the high fat content uh it uh, it has implications on your liver uh, because liver is the uh, organ that should be um processing all that fat and then you end up getting fatty liver and uh, all liver problems. So it, the actual literature itself will tell you not to follow keto diet for more than six months. Um, so what happens after six months? It, 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 all those is going to just come back. Um, so 
like try and learn a, met- a way that um, to eat your own food uh, so that you don't you don't, you can basically continue that for the rest of your life. So um, uh, you're not gonna gain back all that weight you, you're gonna lose. That that's why we were like so much uh, started with the metabolic mastery and our, our method. It, it's it's like some when you go on uh, certain diets, you can even lose like 10, 20 pounds a month. But like. First of all, that's not healthy. Uh, like uh, um, science will tell you, like lose if you're losing more than two pounds a week, that's not actually healthy. First of all, it can be a way, uh, uh, like water weight, uh, or it can be actual fat. But uh, if you're losing losing actual fat uh, more than two pounds a week, that's not considered healthy. Um, so if you're going the right way, it it, it can be a little bit slow, um, where you're losing only one or two pounds a week. Uh, but uh, that's sustainable. Uh, you're, you're like uh, throughout the coaching. That's going to be consistent. It can fluctuate even, but you're not going to gain back all that weight you lose. So that's the important thing. And and for me, that's that's everything. Because like um, you're we are putting so much work into it, and uh, if you're gaining back, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah, sadly, that's what we see, unfortunately, over and over again in a, a lot of yo-yo type of dieting. So one of the things that, um, you know, of course, folks are going to ask me and, and I get I get asked all the time. I shouldn't even say they're going to. It's, it always happens is, OK, so I want pizza. How do I get my pizza to look like that plate? How do I make those things happen? What do I do about a burger? How do I how do I make the burger fit the plate that I was training myself to think about? What do you guys tell folks when you're looking at those kind of situations? I have a hack here. Like this is what we personally use every time we eat pizza or before attending events and parties and, you know, and things like that. Like if you cannot really avoid and you cannot really do this every day. Okay. This is just a hack, meaning Mm -hmm. you can only do this on occasions that you feel like, you know, you don't want to feel left out, right? Super Bowl Sunday, you want to eat whatever with your friends, right? Or Christmas, New Year's and birthday parties and things like that. You can certainly use this hack or you can also mimic this hack on a daily basis which I will will talk about here in a second. But one thing we uh, I want you guys to do if you really want to eat that pizza and want to be included in that events and things like that is take some form of fiber before you eat that pizza. Okay, these are going to do a few things here because fiber is really filling, right? It's so satiating and you without eating fiber, you might be able to eat four or five slices of pizza. But if mm-hmm. you take that fiber in first, A, it's acting as like a cushion, right? And anything that is going to fall on top of that cushion is going to be delayed. You know, the absorption is going to be delayed, meaning you're going to be, everything is going to be sitting here. So you don't feel like eating more than two, two slices of pizza, meaning you're taking in less calories compared to what you would have done eating entire plate of pizza or entire packet of pizza, right? So if you look at it in terms of the, the plate guidelines I talked about before, what is the half of the plate that we talked about, which contains um, vegetables, right? The green leafy vegetables and the colored vegetables. All of those are fiber. Those are fiber dominant. So that is what we are trying to mimic here by taking some kind of, this could be like a fiber supplement that you get over the counter or whatever, or this can be actually like an eating like maybe a handful of salad or something just before you eat that heavy meal or attending that event. This is like one hack that is like bulletproof that we use Mm -hmm. all the time that will not make us gain that two pounds. I don't know if you have heard this phrase. Oh my God, I went attend an event yesterday and this morning I gained like three pounds. What's going on, right? 
Yep. You know, that's all because of the trendy sh- um, salt and things like that that is present in the food that you're consuming. So what taking that fiber does is that that kind of dilutes it, right? It acts mm-hmm. as a cushion so that you're not freaking out yourself the next day, waking up to a three pound weight gain, right? Mm-hmm. And the second thing is that it is slowing down the absorption, the gastric emptying, which will again decreases the amount of fat, you know, fat deposition in your body. So this is like one hack and I hope this was helpful. Uh, just to um, add on that. Uh, so when you're having fiber first, so uh, when you're having fiber and then eating that pizza, uh, so what happens is, uh, remember I, I talked about that sugar spike. So mm-hmm. uh, because the fiber takes really long time to digest, like it doesn't really digest, but go uh, go through the stomach, it takes a really long time. So whenever you eat uh, other food like pizza after fiber, uh, it's going to take a longer time as well. So uh, the whole digestion is going to be prolonged uh, so that you don't get a, a higher sugar spike. Otherwise, like if you're eating pizza first, you would have get a really high sugar spike. And then a portion of that again deposited as fat. Uh, whereas when you start with fiber, you don't get, a, even though you're eating the same food, you don't get a, because instead of a high sugar spike, it's going to be a, a subtle spike, but for a longer time. So yeah. your body would be way better, would be able to use, use that energy compared to a high, all of a sudden sugar spike. Mm-hmm. So that's another benefit of having fiber. Fiber is nice. like really important and uh, when you're, you're looking at North American population we tend to eat very less like really really uh, usually uh, ideal amount of fiber is uh, recommended to be 25 grams per day and uh, most of the time uh, what we see is usually uh, under 10 five, grams. Yeah, yeah under 10 sometimes even five grams yeah um, there's but other than this the fiber has also has so much implication about your digestive health uh, it basically like uh, it, 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 humans cannot digest fiber so it basically stays as fiber and it like stays as a sponge in your intestine and uh, it basically cleans your intestine so it has so much implications uh, with your digestive health and uh, most of us don't even know that and don't even have any any fiber in our diet it, it is definitely something I see as well that we we do struggle with that now. Of course, folks are going to ask me, this is definitely going to be an ask question, like what, what, if you guys used fiber, like powder or, or supplements, what's your go-to, like what, what kind of, if you know, if you have brands or if you have like the type, I know folks are going to want to know. So what's your go-to? So with fiber supplement, there are uh, usually two types, either you can get it in capsule form or you can get it in powder form. I do not recommend the capsule form. First of all, the fiber content in the capsule forms tend to be lower. And uh, uh, the another reason is whenever you're taking capsule form, you can just have a small sip of water with that and you can just have the capsule. But uh, that capsule, once once it gets into your stomach, that's going to release that powder uh, in that capsule. And um, uh, that's going to absorb a lot of water. Uh, that's available in your stomach to to work and uh, if you're not drinking enough water uh, that's gonna basically stay as a lump and then it can even lead to constipation so basically usually fiber helps helps to relieve constipation whereas if you are not drinking enough water that's a really red flag and then uh, if you're taking fiber without drinking enough water that that basically can cause constipation so uh, whenever you're like reading the fine prints on the on the on those uh, products it'll tell you to drink how much of our water they recommend so uh, that's why like whenever that's why I, I recommend fiber powder rather than the capsule first of all it has more actual fiber in it and uh, and uh, you can't just 
chew that fiber powder, right? You have to mix <laughs> it with water. And uh, that that uh, whichever container, whichever brand it is, it'll tell you how much water you have to mix it in. On an average, what I see is uh, about two, 200 to 250 ml of water. And that's quite a lot of water to mix. And so my recommendation is try and get a fiber supplement that has at least somewhere in the ballpark of 10 grams per, per scoop. scoop. Uh, or per serving. So the, the catch is uh, uh, 10 grams is an ideal number to have. Um, and uh, if it's less than 10 grams, say like five grams or even less than five grams, some product uh, it's like could be like really cheap, but it can be less than five grams. Um, and then uh, if you're trying mm-hmm. to make that 10 gram per serving, uh, you have to take two scoops. So the catch is if you're taking two scoops, you have to uh, add to say like if it's 200 ml of water, it, it, you have to mix it in 400 ml of water now. And if you are doing it before your, say, lunch or dinner, that's uh, almost a half a liter of water. Uh, and you, you, you're not going to be able to do that and then eat food. Uh, so technically drinking yeah, water. Not technically eating. just drinking water. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to be uh, doable for most of the people. Yeah. Right? Makes so sense. getting quality uh, product is really important. Basically, just look at the number yeah. uh, and uh, see whether it, it gets to the 10 gram around that ballpark figure. Okay. okay. Obviously, eating fibrous foods are gonna is gonna be you know the recommended thing, but you know supplements in in the in a pinch, I could see for a couple you know things, especially going out to if you're gonna pizza or to a party. I mean, it does make sense to kind of fill yourself up a little bit so that you're not gonna overindulge oh my goodness that's a good one i'm like what other hacks do you guys have (laughs) (laughs) and like when you're looking into uh, like the north american population if when you're seeing the trends like we see because we are nurses we see that a lot like like whenever you're uh, both um, uh, men and women uh, over 50 you see a lot of colon cancer mm-hmm. yeah uh, the, the it's the the numbers are like really high and it keeps going high because of our our um the diet pattern we tend to eat a lot more um like fast foods and uh, a lot less green stuff the green stuff is basically your uh, fiber so that's why fiber is so important it, it helps to um, avoid those issues going going forward Makes sense. Makes sense. My goodness, such good info. And I think, you know, at this point, I'm thinking folks are probably going to be like, okay, so they got these hacks. Like I said, what other hacks do they got? Um, <laughs> hidden hidden in that, we're going to let you guys kind of check out um, what these guys are up to. So can you guys share a little bit more about metabolic mastery method where, where they can find you, you know, how to sign up, where to learn more, you know, give us, give us all the scoop where, where can they get more info? Sure. Yeah. So uh, the metabolic mastery method, you know, just to give you a little information about that itself. So uh, this is really designed, especially for women. Okay. We work Mm -hmm. exclusively with women over the age of 30 years who is going through hormonal imbalances, hormonal fluctuations um, and things like that. So we teach them how to master their metabolism in in, in a period of 12 to 16 weeks. So the time frame is not like set on the stone or anything. It really depends on where you are at at the moment, where you're trying to go, what you're struggles are and how hard you how hard is it for you to you know get out of there so uh, the timeline will really depend on that now the method itself is pretty simple as as we explained up 
until now is that that like we are giving you like life hacks and lessons and things like that that you really need to break the plateau or whatever that you are in currently at the moment and the first phase of the coaching itself was really looking at what you're currently doing in terms of nutrition right it's the assessment mm-hmm. part so if if someone or a coach is not able to literally look into what you're currently doing and assess your situation before giving you a solution that's not a correct way to do it right mm-hmm. so that's what we do in the first part of the coaching and once we understand hey this is what's going wrong with your nutrition and the reason why you're stuck then we come up with a plan okay that is going to be for us i said 12 to 16 weeks or something the timeline is going to look different for each each one of um each one of you guys um, and then we'll teach you how to get rid of this fat in that period of time and the one other important piece of this coaching is that really teaching you how to maintain this weight that you lost while you're coaching with us right because that's that is also important because the end goal is that you work with a coach you invest in a coaching program you have to get all the value you need so that you can do this for the rest of your life on your own and not look for it any other coaches. So that's what metabolic mastery method is all about. And the best place to find us is on our Instagram. It's pretty mm-hmm. simple. Type in the word Anne Maria Tong, you'll mm-hmm. find me and you can mm-hmm. direct message me. <laughs> and um, yeah, and, and more than open to having a conversation with you guys if you feel like this is something that you need in your life. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. I appreciate it. You know, guys, let me drill you and ask you lots of questions. I think a lot of people, you know, are, are this time of year looking for something. And I think this is great because it's not just a quick method. And then there you go. It is lifetime wellness here, which is which is absolutely huge thing I really mm-hmm. want to um to do today because you know if you are listening to us if you have been listening to us since the beginning of the recording up until the end i really want to give you some kind of like a kit for free right because you know you guys have to start somewhere if you're really struggling you feel like this is new year's you know let's get the journey started I really want to give you some exclusive content that we only give to the paying clients, right? This is going to have what this is called a midlife metamorphosis kit. So what this is going to have is like a seven day workout plan, you know, that if you say that I don't have time to work out, I have kids, you know, we got you covered. Everything is just under 15 minutes or so. And it's going to be perfect for busy women who does not really have time to live in the gym. Not just that, I'm also going to give you an entire grocery list that will tell you exactly what to eat, when to eat and things like that with a lot of hacks and everything in there, which is going to be ideal if you're going through any kinds of hormonal transitions as well. Not just that, you're also going to get 50 plus premium high protein recipes, which is not going to be available anywhere else on the internet. This is our private property that only we give to our clients. So I would love to offer this for free for all the listeners out there um, that is that is listening to us today. Um, so just yeah. send, in, send us the keyword Janine podcast and I will send it out for free and reach me at Anne Maria Tom on Instagram if you like this kit. Okay. Well, thank you. We'll make sure we put all that information in our podcast notes at drjkrausnd.com. Of course, I'll put out on Instagram as well. We'll have a message go there too, so that everything can be easily accessed for for all the crew. And so great stuff. I think that's awesome. There's so many people who definitely are going to say, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. But you're making it no excuses there whatsoever. Exactly. Yeah. Let's make it easy for them, right? We know how hard it is. So 
Yep. yep. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. And thank you, Anoop. I appreciate you guys coming on and talking about having us today. Absolutely. Thank you. Hey, fellow health junkie. Thanks for listening to the Health Fix podcast. If you enjoyed tuning in, please help support me to get the word out about the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review, and just get that word out. Thanks again for listening.